welcome to the Burned Out to Badass podcast. My name is Ellen Shinky at Coach Ellen on Instagram, and this is my monthly podcast where I am committed to giving you short, no BS episodes to help you, the busy, burned out professional and entrepreneur, find your balance and take back your life from burnout. Let's do this. Welcome back to another kick-ass new episode of Burnout to Badass. We are on episode number 13. I am terrible. Holy crap. I am terrible at keeping track of episode number. Episode number 12. Okay, we're going to fix that. Um, but I'm really, really happy that you're back. We're going to continue today talking about our five causes of burnout in Achievers. In those ambitious go-getters like me, probably like you, if you're here, we have talked about clarity, we have talked about self-care, and today we're going to talk about productivity, in particular, how to work smarter, not harder. And just like I've talked about with the previous two tips that we've covered, the previous two causes that we've covered, these are all things that I'm talking about and that have become pillars of my coaching of philosophy, things that I really emphasize because of my own experiences, because of the fact that they have been things that I have found have impacted me when it has come to my own burnout. That's the whole reason I got into burnout and stress management coaching is because I've been in it. You know, I have been in it recently, in the past. It's part of what led me to be here now. And a lack of productivity can be a huge cause of burnout, a huge source of burnout. You know, if you are overwhelmed and you kind of just feel like your life is one big to-do list, this is potentially a big contributor as to why this lack of productivity. But, you know, I actually used to be a productivity coach back in the day. Part of how I ended up in burnout is I started to realize that all of these things that I had done over the course of my coaching career all came together under burnout to the reason why I was doing all of these things in my life and the reason why people were coming to me with these concerns and these things that they needed support with was because they were burned out. You know, they were burned out because they weren't taking care of themselves. There's a lack of self-care. They were burned out because they didn't have clarity on themselves or they were burned out because they just didn't have the productivity and time management skills to support them when they did get overwhelmed. So all of these things have been basically the culmination of like five, eight years. How long have I been doing this? I don't even know. Um, Of my own personal work and the work that I've done with clients and the things that I've seen with clients. And I'm really excited to get into this topic today because these things that we're going to be talking about today, some of them are things that, you know, actually back when I was a productivity and time management coach, I didn't know these things. These are kind of recent learnings that I found to be incredibly important for me and I hope will resonate with you when it comes to productivity, when it comes to the fact that we don't always need to work so damn hard. There's some things we can do to work smarter and how beneficial that that can be when it comes to burnout. So before we get into those things, I want to give a couple of announcements really, really quick. Firstly, I'm game planning all of my offerings heading into 2022. 
Um, I have canceled a number of offerings that I used to be giving and I'm just kind of making a lot of pivots because A, nobody likes a burned out burnout coach. I need to have offers that are things that I can sustainably offer in my business, but I also just want to get your voice involved in what do you need? What do you need support with? How, how many touch points do you want? What do you want the structure of a future program to look like? I'd love to hear from you. And if you are willing to help me out with this, Head on over to coachellen.com slash survey. Again, that's E-L-L-Y-N, coachellen.com slash survey. And as I thank you for filling that survey out, I would like to offer you a 30-minute free coaching session. So if that is something that you are willing to help me out with it, I would greatly appreciate it. Hell, I appreciate the fact that you're even here supporting me, listening in on this podcast. If you want to fill this survey out, that would be so greatly appreciated. And I would like to offer that coaching session for you as a thank you. So head on over coachellen.com slash survey. Um, and I will hook you up and you will hook me up. It's like a mutual, mutually beneficial relationship. I like it. I like it. (laughs) The other announcement that I have is one of the things that has already come out of that survey is that there is some interest in VIP days. You might be very well be one of the people who has already gone in and said that VIP days are something that you are interested in. And VIP days are now live on my website. You can go to coachellen.com slash VIP. These are great for people who they don't want the weekly meeting. They want like a one and done, like let's just spend a shit ton of time together on one day and just hash all this shit out. That's how a VIP day works, for lack of a better way to say it. You can head to coachellen.com slash VIP, check out what this might look like, if it's for you, and some of the VIP days that I'm offering. So those are my couple announcements. But with that, let's get into this stuff. Let's get into this stuff for today. Because a lack of productivity is a huge thing when it comes to why you might be burning out. If you, again, if you are overwhelmed, if you have taken my quiz at coachellen.com slash quiz, my what's your burnout type quiz, and you got overwhelmed burnout as your result, this might be why. And a lot of what we're going to talk about today is going to be hugely beneficial for you. Like kind of unlike when I talked about clarity, I'm sure you probably don't need much convincing that productivity is important. Similar to self-care, you probably didn't need much convincing that self-care is important when it comes to overcoming burnout. Um, and our emphasis today is going to be on productivity, absolutely, but it's not going to be on your systems. It's not going to be on, you know, use this planner or make sure you're doing this. What it is going to be is it's actually kind of similar to the clarity pillar in terms of some of the things that I'm going to be recommending are going to be developing clarity on just basically how you work. It's going to be all about how to work smarter, not harder. And again, I'm talking about all of this because this is stuff that has been so helpful for me. So let's get into tip number one. Tip number one is to know your productivity style. And with this one, I have to actually shout out one of my old clients for this one. Because I remember when we were in a coaching session and I was just kind of dumbfounded by her. I could not understand why all of the tricks I'd learned about work-life balance were not working for her. I was so confused. And she knew herself very well and had no problem, you know, shooting down the things that I was telling her, knowing that they wouldn't work for her. Um, And I almost remember starting to panic in a sense because I was like, how do I help her? I didn't feel like I had anything else to recommend. But fortunately, this chick, she's like me. She's an achiever. Um, Enneagram type three. And what a lot of us Enneagram threes do when we aren't sure what to do next is we research. We look shit up. We research the shit out of things. If the tools in our toolbox 
aren't working and those of others in this case aren't helping us, aren't serving us, we don't pause. We don't play the victim. We don't rest on our laurels. We go on and we ask Dr. Google to help us find our answer until we find something we think can help. And that's what happened here. What she found and what she in turn taught to me and what I've gotten so much from is that there isn't just one type of productivity. There are two polar opposite styles when it comes to productivity. And even then, those styles can actually lie on a spectrum. So you might be anywhere in between. In between, But the two styles are the integrator and the segmenter. The segmenter, I'm going to start with this one because this is the more the classic approach to productivity, to work-life balance. It is the person who likes having defined work times and defined personal times. As opposed to the integrator, the integrator doesn't have that at all. The integrator doesn't really care for the definite end to their workday. They fit work into pockets where it feels appropriate, where they feel like working. Like if they feel like working on something, they're going to work, even if it's 8 p.m. at night. That's how an integrator works. So while a segmenter wants to clock out at 6 p.m. every day, an integrator might take, you know, a couple hour break in the middle of the day and then work until late. That's kind of the distinction between these two styles. And as soon as I learned this, I had this holy crap moment for myself because I was trying to fit my, not only was I trying to fit my integrator client into a segmenter approach to productivity, but I also had a huge aha about myself because I used to kind of get on my own case for how I approach things in my business. You know, the things in my business, I am much more willing to work on whenever. I'm actually recording this on a Saturday morning because I just had the impulse to do it. I was in the mindset. I was in the headspace to do it. And sometimes I would feel bad about that. I would be like, Ellen, you're a burnout coach. You should be taking today off. Like, what the hell's wrong with you? But that wasn't what I wanted. It feels good to be here recording this podcast right now. You know, why should I be fighting against that? And so I came to the realization that in my day job, I'm a segmenter. In my day job, I like having hard on and off times. I like having more structure to when I do and do not work. But in my business, I'm an integrator. I work when it makes sense to work, when it feels good to work. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know? So not only do individual people have certain styles when it comes to productivity, but you might also find that you are somewhere in the middle, that you are an integrator with some things and a segmenter with other things, especially if you're somebody like me who has a side hustle. Granted, hopefully it won't be a side hustle for too much longer. But if you are in that situation, you might find that you are kind of a hybrid of the two. But isn't this amazing? This is like kind of mind blowing, right? Perhaps no, even more important than though knowing the two types is knowing where you fall along them. So definitely, this is kind of the first thing to think about is what might be your productivity style? There's really no way to know, like, there's no quiz to take. I didn't find one online, at least. I totally looked. But I haven't found a quiz to take. It's really just going to be about knowing yourself. When you first hear the two, which one feels more like you? And what can you do to work more in line with it? If this is something you actually are interested in having me dive more into in the future, please let me know. I've actually thought about doing an episode in and of itself about how to structure your schedule as a segmenter or an integrator. So if that's something you want to know, let me know. Head on over to Instagram at Coach Ellen, DM me and let me know if that's something you are interested in. Um, 
So that's tip number one. Know your productivity style. You may not have known there are two. I sure as hell didn't. That was a huge aha moment for me. Um, But that might be incredibly helpful for you in terms of just working. This is, I think, the big thing with this is you're working with your productivity style as opposed to trying to work against it. I was running into the fact that I was working against being an integrator with my business and it was frustrating me and making me feel bad and judging myself. So know your productivity style, but more so than anything, work with it as opposed to against it. All right, number two. Number two is to prioritize your to-do list. To work smarter, not harder. I have found that it is so freaking crucial to prioritize your to-do list. If you're somebody who struggled with overwhelm, this is a massive tip for you. And this is frankly, I think just a good best practice. I found for me, this has become a very good best practice for me to get into. But the reason why I love this is I absolutely love this quote from Tanya Dalton, who's a productivity coach. She said, overwhelm isn't knowing what to do. It's not knowing where to start. And I, that resonates so much with me. I've said this so many times at this point that this might as well be my quote. But I digress. I love this because I think one of the biggest reasons I get overwhelmed and one of the biggest reasons I've seen so many other people get overwhelmed, and maybe you too, is that we have one big master to-do list. And when we're looking at it, there's no clear place where to start. So it takes us more time to figure out what the right first task should be than it would be for us to just knock out a couple of to-dos, right? Like if we've got this long ass list, you're looking at it going, oh my God, which of these is the most important? I don't even know where to start. And so we don't start and we don't start and we don't start. And then when we finally pick something, you know, it might be like a half an hour, an hour later, who knows? And that is one of the biggest reasons why I love this tip. And I love this tool to help with this tip. This is kind of where what is called a decision priority matrix comes into play. I think the full name of it is the Eisenhower decision priority matrix because Dwight D. Eisenhower popularized it, I think. Um, Perhaps he's just the most famous dude to use it. I don't know. But I love a decision priority matrix because what it does for me is it helps me more easily determine what the money item is on my to-do list, what the highest priority task actually is on my to-do list without my biases getting in the way or my laziness getting in the way. Because let's face it, the majority of us start with the easiest tasks on the list and procrastinate on the ones that are the most important, which there's nothing wrong with starting with easy. I actually think it's a great way to build momentum. But if we're starting with the easy item because we are procrastinating, I think that is a little bit of a different, that's a whole other conversation. That's a whole other podcast. But I think that, this is a very helpful tool with that. You know, procrastination is a very, very human behavior. So just kind of having a system where we are overcoming our procrastination and the built-in, you know, just how it works helps us to make sure we're making the best choice for us, I think is a really, really helpful thing. You know, a procrastination can get a lot of us in trouble. I actually, when I was writing the blog post that goes along with this episode, (laughs) this is great. Um, I was also writing a blog post for a um, speaking engagement that I'm going to be doing later in January. And I literally shit you not. um, I waited until the very, very, very last day. And I may have actually finished writing it that morning. Um, So guilty as charged with the procrastination thing. 
But anyways, let's get back to this tool because what this tool does and how it kind of works in a nutshell, and I've actually created a whole walkthrough video for how it works. So if you want more of the nitty gritty details, head to coachellen.com slash podcast and go ahead and click on today's podcast episode, which again, I'm going to get the number right this time is episode number 12. Click on that. And then there is going to be an accompanying blog post in that. And I actually walk through how to use this matrix in a video in that accompanying blog post. But basically how it works is you are prioritizing and determining what is the top priority by looking at the urgency and the importance of the items on your to-do list. So things that are considered unimportant would be things like, and this might be an unpopular opinion, but like emails and meetings are kind of unimportant in my opinion. I heard, I think it was Brandon Burchard who said that your inbox is a convenient organizing place for other people's priorities. And I love that. Um, (laughs) But that is kind of what we mean by things that are important versus things that are unimportant. Something that would be important would be me getting work done for a client or me working out and taking care of my self-care and doing all of the other shit that we've already talked about in the clarity and the self-care episodes, you know? So prioritizing by importance versus unimportance and urgency versus not urgent. So things that might be urgent is that example that I just gave of that blog post that I needed to write for um, the speaking engagement that I was doing. That was something that was both important and urgent, but things that might fall under things that are important but not necessarily urgent are the things like the self-care items and the clarity things that we've talked about. Those are things they don't necessarily have a deadline to them, so they're very easy to skip. So basically, it's asking you to prioritize things not just by their urgency or how easy they might be to get done, but also their importance. And one thing I'll make a shameless plug for myself in here, something that I've actually built is a sort of system that already does this for you that is built into my digital planner in Notion. The task sections of the planner is actually sorted by due date. And it only shows the items in the next week, which is really, really helpful so I don't get overwhelmed. But it also, I have created a new part of it where it sorts them by priority. And it makes it super easy for me because I don't have to prioritize the tasks when I sit down to get work done. It's kind of done for me. As I add items to my to-do list, I just select how high of a priority they are. And all I just have to do is sit down and do work when I actually sit down and use my planner. So that is tip number two is to prioritize your to-do list. It's been hugely helpful for me. And again, shameless plug for this digital planner has made it really easy for me to do this. So tip number three, let's go ahead and move into tip number three. And again, there's a lot of visuals associated with tip number three on the accompanying blog post. So I would just recommend you go check it out. But tip number three is to basically take into account your non-work life. And what I mean by this is to take into account when you just have a lot of other stuff going on besides the to-dos, besides the things that are on your calendar for your career. You've kind of probably heard me talk about this before. It's really no secret at this point, but I burned out in August. I burned out hard. Um, I've been pretty transparent about it. I've talked about it a lot since it's happened both on Instagram and on the podcast. Um, But one of the biggest things it taught me is how important it is for me to have a day, just one day each week where I don't have much of anything going on. Ideally, I don't have anything going on. But I learned in August that not having that can lead to a pretty massive crash and burn style breakdown for me. Um, And 
how that relates to this tip and kind of how I boiled that experience into this tip is I think a lot of us think of burnout, and this is kind of one of the misconceptions I find about burnout, and this is how I was, is we think of burnout as if it's super compartmentalized, as if only work or our to-do list is the thing that can burn us out. But in my experience, that's not the case. Burnout is very holistic, and we burn out when our lives and our lifestyle isn't sustainable. Absolutely, we burn out when we have too much going on at work, but it's just, it's more than that. And my experience this summer really taught me that. Like, I think from my experience, I can bounce back from a long, draining work day if I've got nothing going on that night. And you might be the same way, you know? If I have no commitments, no plans, no obligations when I get home, um, I'll relax a little bit in front of the TV, work out, and then get a good night's sleep, and I'm good the next day. But if I have an even moderately long or demanding day, and then I have a social commitment that night, or I don't know that I'm ever going to have kids, but let's say you got a little baby running around who needs your intention when you get home. What happens as a result of that? We don't have that relaxation when we get home. We skip our workout, which will have, you know, more long-term effects, and we end up maybe going to bed way later than we mean to. Completely different situation. Or let's take it a step further. In December, I had reviews for my company. I am a manager, I have a 20-person team, and I had reviews for like 19 of my 20 people on my team. If I have a really long week, and I did... And I knew I would, but on top of that, there were some weekends where, oh my God, there was one weekend where I had reviews, I had a really, really long weekend, and then what was it? I'm literally scrolling back through my calendar right now to try to remind myself of all the shit that I had going on that weekend. Um, Yeah, okay, so I had reviews, and then that weekend I had, uh, I was going on a Christmas cruise one evening, and then... The next day, I was making cookies with my family, and then I was supposed to have a date that night. And just thinking about that now, I'm just like, what was I doing? Because that is not something I could recover from. You know, when I would start working the next day, you know, that Sunday, because I work Sunday to Thursday in my day job, holy shit, exhaustion, just pure exhaustion. That is what leads to burnout, is when you give yourself no opportunity to recover. You know, the long work week is something we can recover from, but the long work week on top of a wedding or two speaking gigs or the long work week on top of social activities and every hour when you're on your weekend, that's not something we can recover from with sleep. And that was the mistake I made. So one of my recommendations when it comes to taking into account your non-work life, and this is something I do that I find to be tremendously beneficial, is to have a master calendar. I use Google Calendar, but I put all of my shit onto my Google Calendar. I might have a, you know, a calendar view that is my day job commitments and a calendar view that is my business commitments, but it's all in one calendar. And the reason why I like this so much is for me, it helps me to more accurately determine if the thing that I'm thinking of taking on is something that I can actually take on that I actually have the bandwidth to take on. Because, and I have visuals of this on the accompanying blog post, so check it out if you are interested, coachellen.com slash podcast, episode 12, get that. But when I just look at my day job, it doesn't seem too bad. When I just look at my personal commitment calendar, it doesn't seem too bad. When I just look at my coaching stuff, it doesn't seem too bad. But when I layer them all on top of each other, 
that's when I start to see how tightly packed the calendar becomes, the conflicts that arise. There are some things that I just, you know, when I, in the examples that I show, there are some things that I just could not attend and had to RSVP no to. So that was a calendar from December. That wasn't even a calendar from August. So definitely go check out those visuals. But that, from my perspective, is the necessity of keeping a master calendar because it shows you what you can realistically fit into your life, not just your work day, your life without overwhelming yourself. So I'm going to actually wrap it up there. Those are my three tips for how to work smarter, not harder. Those are things that I do that I found to be incredibly, incredibly helpful, incredibly beneficial. I do have, I'm going to actually make a shameless plug again. So many shameless plugs today. What am I doing? Um, But there are two tips that I did not have time to get into. I'll probably swoop back and talk about them a little bit more in a later podcast. But again, they are on the blog. So head on over to coachellen.com slash podcast episode 12 check those out for those two little bonus tips um related to working smarter not harder but i really hope once again that you got a lot out of this again this is all just like shit that i've learned that has been really really helpful to me that i want to share with you in case this is something you struggle with in case overwhelm is challenging for you i want to share this all with you because these little things you know knowing my productivity style prioritizing my to-do list they've been game changers for me and i hope that they will be game changers for you if you want to i would highly encourage you to kind of continue the conversation come over to my free community my burned out to badass community and connect with me you can get into that at coachellen.com free and then once again if you've been loving what you've been hearing I would so appreciate your support and I would so appreciate it if you would head on over to Apple Podcast and give us a five-star review. Let everybody know why they should come over and listen so that it helps me spread the message. You know, for those people out there that they are burned out, they need that support. Little things like this, these little five-star reviews are so tremendously beneficial to helping us spread the word, for helping them find this podcast so that they can get these little insights. So if you've been enjoying what you've been hearing, head on over to Apple Podcasts, scroll down to the bottom of the Burned Out to Badass page and click write a review. And then I will be doing a reviewer of the month giveaway every month in 2022 for the person who gives the most epic podcast review on Apple. So head on over there, $25 gift card. But with that, thank you again for being here and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.